Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I'm a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. And the mission of this podcast is to empower business women to take inspired action to elevate their lives. I'm your host, Melissa, and today we're going to talk about how to create a powerful experience that is worthy of referrals from your clients. So this is really for those of you who are listening that are entrepreneurs, business owners of any kind. And in a previous episode, we really dug into how to generate more referrals. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, are you creating an experience that is worthy of referrals? And more than ever, I've been finding that the clients that I get via referral are my favorite clients, right? Because the people who ultimately send you business, if you like doing business with them, end up sending you more like-minded people. And that's why I think referral marketing and the business of getting referrals is one of the most profound and best ways to generate new business. And, you know, it really is quite simple when we think about it, right? And there's kind of three things that we really want to think about when it comes to creating these really powerful customer or client experiences. And so we're going to talk about the three phases, preparation, engaging with prospective clients or customers, and then delivery and customer communication. So when we're talking about preparation, there's two really core things that you want to do. First is do your research and learn what motivates your ideal client. And this is really key to providing the type of service or experience that is going to ultimately keep you top of mind. Do they care about the ease, the quality, like what really motivates your favorite clients to work with you? And taking the time to understand this, whether that is through some indirect research and, you know, posting a poll or asking questions in Facebook groups, or even that direct market research and talking to your favorite clients and asking them, you know, what is the reason that they ultimately chose to work with you and what did they enjoy about the process? Having that information can make a massive impact on the way that you are able to provide service or even create products. And so taking that time to do that investigation will really help you prioritize what matters most to the type of people that you want to work with, to the type of people who are ultimately going to refer you more business. Now, the second piece is to review your digital customer experience. Walk through the buying process. Is it absolutely seamless from a user experience to find you, to find your website, to select the service or product, to purchase it and receive it? And if the answer is no, and any of those steps are difficult, you are losing out on the possibility of getting referral business in the future. Now, not necessarily because that person is having a negative experience, but if you have a past client who really had to work hard to figure out how to buy from you, or there was just a clunky process, it's unlikely that that is going to be a five-star experience that they're going to send their friends to and other people that are potentially really good matches for your product or service. So it's really important to look at your digital customer experience. And now, you know, you're the one who often is the one who set up your website and everything else. So of course, you know how to navigate it. And this is where it can be really helpful to ask a friend, ask someone that is a fellow business owner to walk through the process, right? Or even ask your existing clients if there was anything about the process that they found difficult or confusing. 
And just taking those few extra steps in the preparation standpoint can make a massive, massive impact on whether or not you get referrals in the future. So those are the two really core pieces when it comes to preparing to deliver a referral-worthy experience, as I like to call it. Now, the second phase is really engaging with prospects. Now, especially for those of you listening who are service-based business owners like myself, number one, (laughs) listen, 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 and then repeat it back for confirmation. If you are a service-based business owner, this is the number one thing you can learn how to do is to listen and then summarize what your prospective customer is asking for and what they said they're interested in and repeat it back to them. Learning that art of summarizing can not only give you that confirmation, but it really ensures that you have a clear understanding of what exactly they're looking for so you can deliver on it. You know, I find oftentimes uh, a lot of with my business coaching clients, what they run into when it comes to really delivering service and where the issue lies is that they are, they think they're listening, right? And they take some notes, but they don't repeat it back. And it's that process of repeating it back where you allow this prospective client or customer to make changes to ensure that that is exactly what they mean. And that process of summarizing should not only be done verbally, but depending on your type of business, should also be written as an email and follow up to get that extra layer of confirmation. Now, very similarly, one other thing to think about when it comes to engaging with prospects is to write down their desired outcomes and the desired results and share that with them prior to agreeing to work together. You know, where I've seen other service-based business owners fall short is not getting clear on the results that the client or customer is expecting from the onset. So if you don't get clarification and alignment before the project, there really is a lot of room for mismatch and error and when it comes to those client expectations and the results of whatever project it is. Now you don't have to promise the world, right? Like promise what you know that you are able to deliver on, but make it very clear that this is what they will get at the end of working with you. And it's through that process, again, that you make sure that they're going to have a wonderful experience, a referral-worthy experience, because they don't have expectations that are out of line with the results that you can produce. So those are really the two pieces around engaging with prospects. Now, the third phase that I mentioned is delivery and customer communication. And so I have three tips for this. And, you know, oftentimes once we get through getting someone to pay us, we forget that that's not the end of the relationship. There is so much more that can go wrong and prevent you from actually getting referrals in the future. So keeping in mind that you are not just selling your prospective client or customer until they give you money. You are continuing to sell them, to trust, build trust with them through the entire engagement, however long that is, depending on what you offer. So the three tips here, number one is leave buffer time. Always, always, always under promise on timing and over deliver. If you think something's going to take you a week, say it's going to take two, right? And it's through that process of building in that buffer time that we not only produce our best work, but we also ensure that we are not going to leave that potential client or customer with like a sour taste in their mouth about the experience. Have you ever you know, had someone say, oh, I'll get that to you tomorrow, and it shows up three days later? It doesn't feel good. And that's not someone that you're going to want to refer in the future. 
So buffer time is a critically important part of it, especially for service-based business owners. But this is also true for products, right? When products don't ship in the time that we believe that they are going to, we get frustrated. We don't see that as a referral-worthy experience. So number one is buffer time. Number two is ensure that you have timely communication. Right? Do you respond in a timely manner? Are you available for questions? Be prompt when communicating with existing customers because you are still selling them on the experience. And you know, again, this is another common mistake, the belief that because they've paid you that you have their trust. And being really prompt with your communication is critically important. Now, what does prompt mean? Right? And that might be a question that you have now or how quickly do you need to be responding? The answer here is quite simple. Whatever is the frequency that you know you can respond in or the duration of time, let the customer know that from the beginning. If you only check your email every two days, probably a little extreme, but let's say you do. Let your customer know that and say, hey, I have a 48 hour turnaround time for emails. By just setting the expectations at the beginning of the relationship, whatever the expectations are, you can maintain your own boundaries while still ensuring that the customer is going to have a good experience. You know, if you're not somebody who wants to be always on, you don't have to be always on, but you do need to set the expectation for how long it's going to take for you to respond with each and every client and customer that you serve, especially those who you have more of an ongoing relationship with. It's not like a one-time interaction. These are really important things to have not only in your customer communications, but if you're say a product-based business or any other kind that sends automated emails, you could even have this on your website talking about turnaround time. You could have this in an automated email every time you receive a customer email to you know, a specific email address. And that really sex- sets the expectation for a positive experience. Now, the last thing that you wanna do is really make sure that you solicit feedback on that last call. There's a reason that every major business that has a call center has their staff end the call with, is there anything else I can help you with? It's because this is an important step that is not to be missed. Even if your project ends by you delivering the service via email, make a point of setting up a closing call or at least ending the email with a question regarding if they need anything else or if they were satisfied with the service because this leaves the door open to make things right should anything not have met your client's expectations. So it's very important that we have this wrap up process because this also opens the door for us to you know, let them know that we are open to referrals should they have a wonderful experience. And it is through building that into your process that you create that really truly referral worthy experience that we're talking about here. And last but not least, remember that you need to ask. Asking for that referral is an important part of building a referral worthy experience. You know, and it can be something as simple as, hey, you know, I really loved working with you. Here's why you're one of my favorite clients, of course, say this in truth, but you know, I would love to work with anybody else who you know, is similar to you in these ways, so always feel free to send them to me. And it's those simple asks that are not even you know, the traditional, please send me business, right? But just letting people know that you enjoyed working with them and being top of mind by simply opening that door. And so that's a really important part when we're thinking about how are we going to drive more referrals? 
And if you'd like more information on this topic too, I encourage you to join my Facebook group called Empowered Women Entrepreneurs. I actually do a free 45 minute training once a month. And this past month for January, we dug into not only how to create a referral worthy experience, but some best practices around actually generating those referrals. So if you want more information on this topic, definitely join my Facebook group called Empowered Women Entrepreneurs by Melissa Barker, and I will accept you there. And if you would like to receive one-on-one help from me as a business coach or consultant, you can always reach out directly, set up a free 20-minute discovery call, and the link for that will be in the show notes. So until next time, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking and check back on the second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. for another episode of Women Rise.